Hello, New Braunfels, and welcome to the Best to Worst podcast, where we look at the best of New Braunfels and the worst. My name is Ryan, and I am here with my co-host, Nicole. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for asking, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. This is uh, this is our second episode of the Best to Worst podcast. Uh, this is a little podcast that we like to do where we kind of just look at the good, the best that's going on around New Braunfels, and the bad, the worst, W-U-R-S-T, that's going around New Braunfels. Um, so yeah, we're kind of dive in here pretty soon and look at a couple of things that are going around town and give you guys a little bit of information that's going on. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at the uh, the new 46 project that's going to be going from I-35 to I-10, huge project that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we'll also be talking about Santico's and what's going on there, as well as a little while ago, it just got completed. I don't even know now, six months, would you say, Nicole, the police station? I think it was um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Just about was, that. I yes. think they moved in in October. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the new Braunfels police station and what went on there. And then a new restaurant that's kind of a, a fan craze restaurant that's going to be coming into town that we'll talk about. So without further further ado, let's go ahead and jump in. And I'm going to start talking and giving you guys a little bit of information about the uh, 46 project. So awesome. Everyone in New Braunfels knows that you don't go down 46 pretty much between the hours of, I don't know, 7 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m. And then the, in the evening between like 3 p.m. to like 6, 30, 7 p.m. Because it's pretty much gridlock in New Braunfels. And it's probably, I would say, one of the worst traffic areas in the entire city, that area there. So, And it's only going to get worse. Yes, it is only going to get worse. So a few weeks back, uh, the state of TxDOT basically decided to have some of these information meetings about what to do about that and their proposed plan. Keep in mind, all the information I'm going to tell you right now is what is proposed. It's not confirmed. It does not have official funding as of yet. So what they proposed, and they had two meetings. They had one near Seguin and then one, obviously, in New Braunfels. It was at the convention center. And they were going to talk about what they want to do with 46. And basically, they want to make 46 into this mantrosity of a interchange where you would be able, if you're going north on 35, you could actually take an off-ramp, like an interchange off-ramp to get onto 46. And then you can continue on 46 nonstop all the way to Seguin with a series of, I believe, about five or six overpasses going over some uh, junction roads over there. So huge project, huge undertaking that's going on uh, that they're proposing, that TxDOT is proposing. So how they kind of came to this conclusion of why they want to do this project is because they're seeing population increase. Right now, in 2020, there's about 147,000 people in Comal County. By 2050, they're looking at that number to increase 164% to about 389,000. A uh, little crazy. It is crazy. I can't believe it. And uh, Guadalupe County is a little bit slower growth than what uh, Comal is. They're looking at 107% increase from that same time frame from 2020 to 2050. And that puts them at about 170,000 people to 351,000 people. So a huge jump still um, of population growth. And as we know, people come here, they have to get on roads to drive. And one of those roads they drive on is 46. So 46 traffic 
as of 2019 was about 33,000 cars per day. And and this is Comal County. And by 2048, they're looking about that to double at 60,000 cars per day. And then similar increases. Tremendous. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of accidents on that road daily, I would say. And they're pretty severe because it's a main cut through for all, all the construction and gravel trucks coming from mm-hmm. 10 to into New Braunfels. So. Yeah, it's a it's a very, very huge thoroughfare for sure, thoroughfare, um, that road there. So, that, yeah, they're basically wanting to make this rise. I don't know what they call it. They call it basically an elevated, elevated highway is what it would be. Yeah, that would, it's gonna be like what's on three thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. So like on three thirty seven, and it'll be very similar to. I don't know if you ever have gone out to Bandera recently, and when you're going down sixteen there from four ten, they have kind of that same mm-hmm. setup where it kind of just you don't have yes. to stop at any lights. You just keep on going. So right. that's kind of the scope of what they're looking to do. So the huge downside to this project, and I listened to the whole presentation and there's going to be a huge land acquisition that's going to have to occur. Uh, you're talking right now, the existing right of way is about 120 feet and they're looking to widen that in parts of Guadalupe County up to 400 feet. <laughs> it's going heard... to affect a lot of homes. It's yeah. going to affect homes that are there and businesses that are there. And um, I'm wondering if in, in, imminent domain is going to come into play. Yeah, it's most definitely going to come into play. Uh, from what I understand, they've already been in contact with over 100 property owners. So wow. that means they're either going to be taking a portion of their property or all of their property in order to make this prop- this project happen. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, 46 is bad, but I personally don't know if this is the right solution to go this big. And I don't know. It's it's a huge it- project. It will become a full-fledged freeway. Um, they will rename. I mean, it's a state highway right now, but it will become what they call a freeway. Right. Um, so that's pretty crazy to me. And it will be a a giant undertaking with, um, they're going to have overpasses at Sanger Hall and Weltner and Pfeiffer, Cordova, and the future Pecan Parkway. So those will be giant overpass bridges. Yeah. It's going to incredibly changed just the look of it the speed of it and everything about that area yeah no absolutely and uh, again there it's there's not going to be any on the top portion of it or the middle portion of it there will be it'll be non-stop all the way again which would be great but then again you're talking about all the property owners that are going to be displaced as well as now they would have just one ways on each of the sides so you have to take a turnaround kind of similar to very to uh 337 and how we have that where we have to take those little turnarounds it'd be very similar to that on uh, 46 so huge project and i like i said i'm just kind of spitting off what they have as the proposed changes and what they're proposing there's no official funding for this project yet but the number i heard to complete this is huge it's between 400 and 600 million yeah, and that's yes. a million with an M. So um, not a cheap project to do by any means. And uh, I really hope they kind of try to tone this project down to to what it is now to give some relief for traffic, but to also not infringe on so many right, property rights. Plus, it's a huge, it's a lot of, you know, they have to work in conjunctions with, in conjunction with New Braunfels and Seguin, Guadalupe, Comal. There's a lot of moving parts in this whole thing. So um, and it's expected to take, I mean, you, they joke that 
I-35 has never not been under construction. Right. This is going to take a tremendous amount of time to complete. Right, right. Yeah, and there's no initial the initial timeline. I mean, they're not even doing environmental clearance until uh, the end of 2024. So right. lots of public hearing, lots of no debate that's going to go on between this. And I'm sure it's going to yeah, gain some traction and ground here in the future for sure. So, Right. So, Nicole, tell us what is going on with Santicos. Well, did we consider this a best or a worst? Oh, for, yes. Uh, so, so the freeway, I am definitely considering it a worst in its current current form. I do right. think that it can um, be changed, hopefully, in the future, and hopefully tone it down a little bit. But currently, it is a worst of New Braunfels. I agree. I am. I agree with you there. So, all right, onward to Santicos. Uh, Santicos Entertainment. They um, right now have taken over the old uh, Alamo Draft House building, and they're currently showing movies. They have a legacy sports bar there right now, and they've noticed that in some of their other locations, um, it's really benefited them to renovate and add a bunch of arcade games and things like that. So that's what they've decided to do here. I do have a call out, and um, he wasn't able to return my call today, so on a subsequent podcast, I'll just briefly touch on it after I get the exact information, because if you've ever been in Alamo, draft house you know it's not huge and um so you're wondering they're going to put in 50 arcade games and they're going to make the sports bar you know a little bit better and they're going to put in eight bowling lanes so where's that going to go i mean are they going to build up or are they going to build down so i'm just waiting to hear back on okay. that and um they already have full reclining seats in all the theaters and like I said, they want to add about 50 more arcade games and they'll be like, some of them will be redeemable for tickets uh, with prizes, like kind of like a Dave and Buster's type thing, you know, so, you know, your kids always want more tickets, more tickets so they can win a $50 pencil. And um, so that's, they're going to also have self-serving popcorn machines and uh, soda machines. And they will also still have the in-seat service for food, like when you're watching a movie and they're going to have more food options. Um, their sports bar it uh, sells craft beers. They have 24 beers on tap. Uh, they show live sporting events. And on Friday and Saturday nights, they have live music. Um, so that's always a good thing. So um, it's always nice to have something off the beaten path, you know, right, instead right. of having to go downtown or, you know, all the way out to Creekside or or whatever. So I think it's a good thing. And, and um, they're not going to close at all. It might uh, limit the hours while they're doing the renovation, but they'll still be open showing movies. And um, I think it's a good thing. So yeah, I think yeah. that is... Yeah, go ahead. I said, I'm really curious to see what they say of where it's going to go. I'm kind of curious if they're going to reduce some of their theaters or because right next door to there, there's what the Honey Bake Ham as well as the yeah. Garden Buffet. Is that Garden what Buffet. Yeah. Well, yeah. it just closed. So it's empty now. But you know what I have noticed? Um, I don't know if you go to the movies a lot, but um, when I was younger and I would go to the movies, the theaters were huge. You know, it would hold right. a ton of people. And now the theaters are very narrow and they don't hold a whole lot of people. Um, so when they save like the couple of big theaters that they have for like the the big movies that come out, like, say, the Top Gun sequel or whatever. Mm. Um, but the, for regular just movies, they just show them, you know, in these small theaters and they're hardly packed. I mean, they they get full, but it's not like standing room only. So maybe they're they're making their theater smaller and yeah. that might be where they're getting the room. So I will definitely ask those questions and make sure that I get back to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So are you labeling this a best of New Braunfels or a worst? Oh, any kind of family entertainment in New Braunfels is going to be a best always. 
Awesome. Awesome. There we have it. There we have it. So next, we want to talk about the new Braunfels Police Station. So many of you probably are, I shouldn't say that, but I feel like a lot of people don't know originally where the original police station was in town. Uh, the one that was on Seguin Street, it was there for a fairly long time. How long was that there for, Nicole? Is that well, before it was 30? the police station, it was a lumber yard. So right. it was converted from a lumber yard to a police station. It's It's got to be 30 years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So it used to be there on Seguin Street. And then a few years back in 2019, they actually passed a bond. This was part of Proposition 3 in the 2019 bond, which gave us a police station as well as a couple other uh, new firehouses. So the allocation for the police station was about $36 million, which if you look at the old police station, it was a very, very small facility. It was about 30,000 square feet. They did not have room for all the police cars there. There was just not enough room for offices. You had people who were double and tripling uh, spaces within an office, which is just very cramped and not necessarily the best recruitment tool by any means at all. No, um, and they had they even did traffic court in there. I yeah, mean, they did yeah. everything in that building. So, and it, and you know, honestly, it, it was an eyesore. So, it was, I mean, it was. they need to they need to do something with the building. And and if you, you know, I'm not saying that they're more special than anybody else. Fire or police, first responders are wonderful. But when right. you're putting your life on the line, you, you should at least have a nice place to come to work. No, absolutely, absolutely. And then a few years, actually, it was probably I don't know four or five years ago, there was like a rat infestation. Wasn't that right at the station? I'm some almost kind positive. Of... Yeah, I know that some of the, the fire stations had rats. And so, and then I also heard that there was mold and I tried to check around to confirm which one it was. And mm -hmm. I got conflicting answers. Got so, um, and I got a third, I got a third choice even that there was asbestos. So I'm not sure, but um, I think if I get to talk to somebody, I, I know a few officers, maybe I'll yeah. ask and see if, They'll be anonymous and, yeah. and tell me. <laughs> but I know for a fact they did move just about everyone out of that building and they put them at where this where city they put them in City Hall. So they were actually sharing City Hall's building while this new facility got built. So the new facility opened up, I think it opened up in October, was the groundbreaking when they actually started moving in, which is great. The new facility, so we went from 30,000 square feet to 65,000 square feet. Um, and then a few months ago, I actually got a firsthand tour of the uh, facility. Me and a, a group of uh, our homeschool friends all went there and we got a tour. Oh, neat. Yeah, by uh, Officer Crawford, who's a community liaison officer. So he was able to show us around and show us all the new unique things that are at that facility. Lots and lots of office space, which is just amazing. It was nice to see because they are definitely planning for growth. So you go in there and you're seeing a lot of empty offices, but you know what, we, we're going to be filling those and we need to be filling those offices with police on, to get those police forces on our streets as well. So, And now they have room for all the divisions, everything, you know, which right. they didn't have in the old building. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So it's really neat. You enter the facility and they actually have some really old paraphernalia from some of the first officers in New Braunfels. So it's kind of neat to have a little bit of history there going on there. Um, they have a great meeting space there now to basically do trainings, as well as a secondary meeting space for anyone the any, anything going on within the city to use as well. Um, so um, it's it's huge. And then another thing is great if towards the back side of the the main building, and on the back side of the building they actually have a facility to do all the maintenance on the vehicles, as well as a huge huge workout facility, which is a huge I guess you could say a recruiting tool 
uh, to get people to come to New Braunfels for police officer recruitment, for sure. Right, right. And then I heard that um, that some of those meeting rooms, um, they were that citizens could rent out, different groups could rent out those um, meeting spaces. I haven't verified that yet, but um, I think they were planning on allowing the right. citizens of you know certain groups to use those. So that's yeah. great also. Yeah. No, absolutely. And they did say they're going to be open to the public. I don't think they were right away because they were still figuring out a lot of the logistics around that. But I believe that is the uh, the plan to have that kind of a, a open facility uh, for the community, which is great to kind of get people to get, go to the police station, too, and just realize that just have that yeah. uh, face to face with the police officers. And I think that's great for kids to be able to go because, you know, there there's already always this stigmatism if you will about police officers and um so anytime they get a chance to interact with them mm -hmm. and see where they work and see things like that i think that's great for the community i think it changes young people's mindsets and and maybe it sparks somebody to say hey this is what i want to do as a career or you know whatever right. so right i think only good comes of that no absolutely absolutely and they also have a dog kennel there now as well so for all their police training dogs so they have that going on there and plenty of space for that. They have dispatch. It's up on the uh, second or third floor there. Um, so just lots of good things going on. Lots of space for growth, which is awesome. I also love that they didn't go crazy fluffy, I guess you could say, with everything. They they invested in lots of offices, and they didn't add a ton of fluff to the building like you see in some of these uh, schools these days where they have like right. 10,000 monitors everywhere. It was very, right. uh, very easy to, to see that this is for our police and they're going to be able to use it when they're not on the streets. And one of the things that I love about it is that um, they have the Veterans Memorial out front. Oh, yes, and absolutely. I think, that's, I think that's awesome. And it's um, this etched granite structure and it honors all the branches and it has the names of all the local servicemen who mm -hmm. have died while serving their country. And um, it's just awesome because everybody can't just get on a plane and go to New York and, you know, look right. at, at right. their different memorials and stuff. So this is really nice to have. And and um, a if you're a member of the community here, you can purchase a brick and you can have it inscribed. Um, it's about $150 and they'll put the servicemen's service person's name and um, service information on it. And then that's through the parks and recs department. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, there's very few rules about it. You just have to uh, uh, be a resident of Comal or Guadalupe uh, County. And you can also nominate a veteran that's been killed in action or missing in action, as long as they were a legal resident of Comal or Guadalupe County. So, and they do the dedications twice a year. Very cool. And if you haven't been, if you're wondering where the building is, so it's right behind the Comal County Jail, the new jail they just built. And speaking of the Veterans Memorial, it looks gorgeous at night with a police station right behind it and they have it all lit yeah. up. So I encourage anyone who's a citizen or even just in the area, just go out there right in the evening, right at dusk and just see it, see it lit up. It's a beautiful building and it's much needed for this, for this city, for sure. It was really well done. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, definitely worth, worth, worth the price for sure. I know 36 million is not an easy price tag to swallow, but when you look at the growth that's coming to this city in this area, it's definitely needed. So I am absolutely rating this a best of new Rumbles. Yes, thumbs up. It is a best. So Nicole, tell us about tacos. So let's taco about it, Ryan. Let's do it. I did. <laughs> so we're having new Torchy's tacos. Um, are you a big taco aficionado? I am. So. I've actually been going to Torchy's for a long, long time. Back when they had their one, their one thing in in Austin, 
on first street there then i visited their yep. uh their trail their trailer as well for there on so yeah long time so, yeah, they, fan. they started as a food truck about 15 years ago and their first food truck was in austin and like you said it was on congress and um so the new one is going to be at 229 Farm Road 306, uh, Farm to Market Road 306 there across from the HB Plus, just right down from Burger King on the same side of the road uh, as Burger King is. And um, so, like I said, they started about 15 years ago, and now they have somewhere between 100 and 105 locations. And 75 of those are, are in Texas, and then the rest of them are across 11 states. I think that's pretty good. So they must be doing something right. Right. No, um, this building is Yeah. Go ahead. I said, I said, absolutely. I know they're going through a massive expansion right now as well. So I know they got an investor a few years back. So they're yep. expanding all over the country. Right. And um, so this building, this uh, particular one is going to be about 4,000 square feet. And it's um, they pride themselves on their unique combination of tacos. Um, the building costs about 750000 to build out. So it should be fairly nice. And um, it's going to open on March 1st, about just a little bit under three weeks from now. Uh, no, yeah, three, two and a half weeks. So right around then. So um, if you want, I do have some um, things about Torchies that, <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish maybe, maybe if Torchies listens, they'll give us some free tacos. We'll, we'll come be a taste tester. Um, so uh, they do a taco of the month rotation. And I think that's great marketing um, because it makes people try something different and it keeps the taco loyalists coming back when their favorite taco comes around. So I think that's a really smart move on their part. And um, they have breakfast tacos all day long. So that's great. Um, everything's made from scratch. It's all made to order. And they make their own house flour and corn tortillas, which I think are the bomb. Um, they also have fresh margaritas and some signature tacos. But what I think I love the most about it is their green chili queso. It Ooh. is just a spoonful of warm, melty, cheesy, gooey greatness. And then they throw green chilies in. You can't beat that, right? Not at all. Not at all. So, um, and they have a secret menu uh, that everybody should look into and um, try those tacos because they are delicious. They are. I love the uh, Ace of Spades on the secret menu. It's like, my absolute favorite. So <laughs> you guys have to check oh, that out. That the one you get? It is. It's that's the one you get all the time? It is. It is okay. for sure. So I like the Trailer Park Hillbilly style is mine. So you don't uh -oh. like it. You don't like the Trailer so, Park Trashy, do you? <laughs> um I do I do because I put I take off the lettuce I put the queso on so um but what I love about uh Torchies is that they always give back to their community and um they give back to charitable partners like Make-A-Wish Foundation MD Anderson and the Phoenix House but they give back to local um groups as well um so they're involved in the community and I think that's a great thing too I'm excited about this one yeah, yeah, I am too. And it's literally like two miles from my house. So I'm going to be very excited. <sighs> I'm going to have to budget yeah. for it for sure. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm glad it's not, I mean, I love Mexican food and I love authentic Mexican food. There's so many different types, Tex-Mex, authentic Mexican food, you know, Mexico City Mexican food. So this is definitely has its own niche, but um, mm -hmm. I think everybody should try it out. So it's great. Awesome. And how are you labeling this, Nicole? definitely a, a best it's definitely a best i can't wait yes i i agree i agree with the best and that is that is it i can't wait either it's going to be amazing so well new Braunfels, that is what we have going on for our podcast this week uh we ask you all to stay up to date you can follow us on apple Podcasts. we are on spotify google Podcasts. Also, we have a uh, Facebook page. 
just search best to worst podcast and like us on there and we'll update you guys on all of our new shows up and coming so also in the show notes you can check it out and you can subscribe and put your email address in there and we will shoot you an email when a new podcast is released uh without further ado my name is ryan and here with nicole and we're getting out of here thanks ryan it was great it was a lot of fun bye everybody bye guys have a good one